Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Social security. It's one of those topics that I heard a lot about in high school and the message was always don't bank on it because it's not going to be there. And I'm sure many of you around my age, you heard the same thing. So I think for most of us, we plan as if it's just not even a thing. Like we don't even need to incorporate that into our our retirement plans because will it even exist? Well, I'm a weekly guest over on NBC LX. I do a, a weekly finance segment there and I was speaking with Jackie about the current situation and a report that just came out about the social security program. And since that conversation, I've done a little more research and I wanted to update you on some things that maybe you want to keep in mind. The first question you might have is, should I even be concerned about this? I would say, don't freak out. Like this shouldn't be something that keeps you up at night, but just be aware. So I'll just start the conversation with that there. The big news was for the first time in 39 years, the payments that will be made to retirees who are receiving these social security benefits will exceed the amount coming into the program via payroll taxes and interest earned on the money already sitting there. And this news came out of the annual social security and Medicare trustees report. And this is a report that's put out every year. I mean, I guess that's implied because it's called annual, but it's put out every year by this board of trustees. And so you may be wondering, first of all, who are these people Who are the trustees that are putting together this report and looking out for the future of social security? There are typically six members or six trustees Four of them who are there because of their positions in the government. So there's the Secretary of Treasury, the Secretary of Labor, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, and the Commissioner of Social Security. Now, there's two other positions because, you know, that was only four. There's two other trustees, and they're typically public representatives that are appointed by the president, and they're also subject to confirmation by the Senate. But those two trustee positions, they're vacant. No one's been in them since July of 2015, so we won't worry about those. So these people came together and in this report that they compiled, uh, they indicated that the Social Security's trust fund would be unable to pay full benefits to those drawing from Social Security in 2033. So not that far from now was that about 12 years. That is a year earlier than the original date that was in the last report from the previous year, which was 2034. And so what that means is that when the trust funds are depleted in 2033, only roughly 76% of social security benefits will be able to be paid because at that point the payments going out will be based solely on the money coming in. So that means from those of us that are working and paying into social security, we will then be actively funding those who are drawing down benefits and the money we're putting in will only be able to cover 76% of the benefits that they would be receiving. So that means if someone was getting a social security benefit of let's say a thousand dollars a month, At that point, they would only be able to receive $760 if no changes are made. So you may be wondering, why are things getting worse? (laughs) What's going on? Why did we lose a year on this future date that's kind of looming when benefits will have to be reduced because there's not enough money? So one of the big things that I think is the answer to every question over the past year and a half of why is this happening is the pandemic. The pandemic caused a relatively short recession. I mean, that doesn't mean that things got better, but what is defined as a recession didn't last for too long. And during that period of time, we saw the revenue that typically comes from payroll taxes be slashed because so many people were unemployed during this period of time. I mean, millions of people had to go on to unemployment benefits. And this is a huge hit to the revenue source of Social Security because that's the primary source of money that goes into the program. On top of that, on a much sadder note, we've lost at this point almost 700,000 people in the United States. And that is a lot of people. And if you think about it, 
a portion of these people were still in the workforce and still had jobs that were contributing to the Social Security program. So for these individuals, not only were their lives lost, but the revenue that they would have generated for the remainder of their working careers is no longer able to be put into the Social Security program. And so that was another factor that is causing the future outlook for Social Security to become more bleak. And then lastly, there's a combination of a reduction in birth rates and immigration, which tend to be things that help increase and improve the program because you have new bodies coming into the world, whether they're they're children and obviously their impact is going to be nothing for you know several days, a decade and a half that will not be contributing to the program, but they help bolster the future of the program because they will eventually join the workforce. And an even more immediate impact is through immigration. And we saw a lot of anti-immigration policies put in place over the past several years. And this obviously has caused a decline in the number of new immigrants coming into the United States, which these individuals would then contribute into the social security program. So uh, these two factors are just another hit against the social security program. And this problem is just exacerbated by the fact that the huge baby boomer generation that's out there, these are people born between roughly 1946 and 1964 they're all going to start collecting Social Security benefits. By the year 2031, the youngest boomer should reach the age of 67. And so at that point, there will be 75 million people over the age of 65. And that's nearly double the 39 million who were that age in 2008. So it's a huge, a significant jump in the overall kind of draw on the Social Security program. And so what this does, it throws off the ratio of retirees to people working because The program survives because more people are putting in money than are drawing from it and it helps it kind of, you know, keep itself sustained. So the beneficiary to worker ratio is expected to rise from 35 retirees per 100 workers, which it was in 2014, to 45 retirees to 100 workers in 2030. So this is just putting a big strain on the overall system. And so you may be wondering, has anything been done in the past to try to fix these social security programs? One thing that's been done repeatedly is they've increased the Social Security tax that we all pay through our payroll deductions. So in 1983, the tax rate was 5.4% for employees and then another 5.4% for employers. So if you didn't know, when you pay Social Security tax, your employer, your the people you work for, they're also paying the same percent as you are. So those two together make up the total contribution into the Social Security program. So that went from 5.4% in 1983 And then in 1984, they bumped it up to 5.7. In 1988, just four years later, they went to 6.06%. And then in 1990, that was the last increase and went to 6.2%. So these changes have been made in order to keep the the program going, to hopefully keep it afloat so that way we can keep pushing out this dreaded date further and further into the future. So as you see, there have been attempts to shore up the Social Security system, to try to increase the revenue going in to hopefully kind of provide enough of a cushion for that large baby boomer generation that we all know is coming. And it's not their fault. They didn't choose to all be born (laughs) in the same generation. There's just a lot of people there. So now we need to look at what can be done to maybe fix this problem, to help us push that date out further and further into the future and assure it up for future generations, because social security is a really great benefit that helps millions and millions of Americans. We don't have enough time in this episode, but next week come back and I'll discuss four options that are being kind of thrown out there as possible ways to increase the money going into social security and help it last for future generations. 
So make sure you're subscribed so that way you can catch next week's episode. And before we get out of here, I wanted to give a shout out to this week's colonel. It's going out to at Reed Letty on Instagram. They left a very kind message about one of my favorite episodes. This, one, this episode has made it to my list of favorite episodes. This was episode 256, Am I Too Greedy? And that was with Connie, uh, a.k.a. Con Point on Instagram. And so, Reed Letty, thanks so much for sending over that message. And you can be like Reed Letty and join me over on Instagram to search for Popcorn Finance Podcast. It's always great to hear from you. and That's one of the easiest ways to connect with me. So as always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.